0: This is Lori Lashan coming to you from the cabin drive-thru in Stevenson, Washington, bringing you coffee and chi. If you stumbled across this podcast, then you're probably someone that is looking to live a high vibe lifestyle, just like me. You're in the right place. My passion is helping people create simple yet powerful daily routines that support high vibration living. For over six years, I have been educating others about the amazing power of true therapeutic plant medicine, and this education has also sent me on this wonderful journey exploring so many various kinds of natural health alternative options, and I want to share this with you. So today, let's dive in. Welcome to this week's episode. I'm excited for you to get to know our next guest. Life is full of challenges and learning moments, and it's easy to be really hard on ourselves because of the challenges we're facing. I've had a personal evolution in my life. As I've shared, I've been doing a lot of deep personal work over the past few years I've made a shift in my mindset to be grateful for the challenges that I'm presented with because challenges help us to learn and grow. And if everything in our lives is predictable and comfortable, then we don't do a whole lot of growing, right? Challenges give us fuel that's actually fuel to change the world. Our guest today is a great example of this. Laura Jack, she is an international best-selling author of The Compassion Code, how to say the right thing when the wrong thing happens she is an expert in compassionate communication a mastery level transformational life coach she is a speaker and trainer for the grief recovery institute her mission is to create a culture of compassion starting with herself in her workshops and trainings for organizational community, and family leaders, she teaches compassionate communication and how we can relate to one another more effectively during the most challenging moments in our lives. She specializes in building authentic relationships so we can live and lead with purpose, connection, and compassion. She is the founder of Transformational Coaching Programs that provide in-depth, compassionate leadership training for those who want to create a culture of compassion, both personally and professionally. In this episode, Laura speaks to the benefits of truly feeling our experiences and sharing them with others as these are real. She speaks about a supportive way to move through grief of any kind that we're experiencing. There are many forms of grief and transitions that can be challenging. We can grieve the loss of a friend or a family member, but also the loss of a relationship, a loss of a job. There's so many different transitions that we can be going through. I apologize um, that there are a few rough spots in our recording today. A little bit of technical difficulties. However, I think you will really value our conversation with Laura Jack. So we are here with Laura Jack, an international best-selling author of The Compassion Code, How to Say the Right Thing When the Wrong Thing Happens. Hi, Laura. How
1: are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Of
0: course. It's a beautiful day in the gorge. Isn't it amazing outside yeah. today? Oh my gosh. Love these holidays.
1: I know. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not ready for winter. Yeah.
0: <laughs> So before we get started, I have to ask, what is in your coffee cup today?
1: So my regular, which my daughter will tell you because she knows, is an Americano with room. I like to add, usually, if I'm drinking coffee at home, then I, my husband makes it with um, just co- like, you know, coffee. And then he blends it with coconut oil, which is amazing. And I love it. And it gets all frothy and delicious. If I'm out at a coffee shop... I do, and right now I'm doing half-calf, um, oh, okay. yeah. I don't really need all that caffeine, so <laughs> it's just to, like, it's because I actually just love that warm flavor, you know, like, I love being with my warm cup, especially in the fall and the winter, and then in the evenings, I like to drink tea. I like to drink, like, chamomile or, like, you know, some kind of, like, relaxing tea,
0: it's so calming too. I, I enjoy tea in the evening as well. And the MCT oil, it's so nice. It's such, I it's know. kind of like a nice milk alternative
1: kind it is. of. It totally froth- is. Frost. That frothiness. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's amazing. And I just am so grateful that my husband started making this for me because then I don't spend nearly as much money on coffee when I can. Get yeah. <laughs>
0: Laura, you have a really powerful story. So, for people who don't know you yet, can you share a little bit about your journey that's brought you to this point where you're able to share this really great message that's helping so many people?
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, life, right? <laughs> it's complicated, many ups and downs. Um, but I would say, overall, my life has been pretty phenomenal. Um, I feel really, really lucky that I've lived just such a beautiful existence, um, and when I was 25 years old, my mom was in an accident, and so she was walking across the street, and she was run over by a car, and that um, that loss, that devastating moment in time really led to me going down a path of you know, grief, and then healing, and like wanting to really rediscover who I am, even with this really tremendous heartache, and so that moment in time, which has now been almost, it's coming up on 12 years, um, coming up in January, wow. and yeah, it's crazy, and now that I'm so removed from it, and have done so much work to heal my heart, and to like really thrive in my life after loss, I feel like it's interesting, the interesting perspective that I have now is that ultimately I am grateful to my mom because I feel like her death was this gift that she gave me to finding my life's pr- purpose. And and it's a very strange perspective because I certainly wasn't there after she died. I was devastated and heartbroken. And, but now, like, through the journey that I've been on, I'm like, oh, my gosh, my mom, like, leaving her physical body, which left me behind, and at the time I felt so abandoned, um, was really this gift to, from her to me, of me going on this journey of self-discovery that I couldn't, I don't know that I could have done with her, because she was my best friend, she was my person, she was my confidant, and she was my guide, right, so in, like, in her physical body, I, like, really required a lot from her and now that she's gone I really have to check in with myself a lot more because I don't have her to guide me and so um, I've had to learn how to kind of mother myself through asking the questions like who am I without my mom and who do I want to be as I proceed with my life so that really that led me to do the grief work that I do Um, and then the grief work led to realizing that, you know, as much as I do grief work with people, the majority of people who reach out to me, oddly enough, are people saying, okay, Laura, I know you've been through heartache and that you're doing really well. My friend is going through this really hard time. What do I say? Or my boss is going through divorce. What do I do? What do I say to them? What, like my sister just had a miscarriage. What do I, what do I do? And so realizing that like all these people, including professionals, were seeking my guidance around like what to do and say when People are going through heartache and tragedy and, and just suffering like the human experience led me to write the compassion code, how to say the right thing when the wrong thing happens uh, because I realized that that was something that was so deeply needed. And it's to me, you know, one of the gifts that I get to give to the world is like I get to be a liaison between grievers and people who aren't currently grieving because I'm like, hey, this is, this is what you do. So that's kind of how we got here. Now I get to train organizations and family leaders on how to be more compassionate in their communication, which is super fun. So yeah, there's my story five minutes or less.
0: (laughs) Well, and it's something that we all at some point will go through. I don't think we realize it until we actually experience it, how it is. It's so traumatic. Oh my goodness. Um, I've, I've shared with you, um, my mom died um, a few years ago and and since then, I've noticed too, I do, I feel like it sent me on a journey that I would not have gone through. And I hear that a lot. I don't know if it's more common with women. I I don't know if you know that, but I hear it because I, I am talking to a lot of women all the time. Um, I hear that often that, you know, it's, it's such a big transition for all of us to go through our, it's like our identity changes, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's, You know, not just the death of someone we love, like a mom or a a spouse or anybody or a child even, but like, you know, just the losses in life, you know, just all the major changes that we go through, they can propel us on a journey. Sometimes they're unexpected things like getting married or having a baby or retirement. you know, like sometimes the things that we celebrate are the grieving experiences because grief is really the conflicting feelings that come when things change. So it's not like all the devastating feelings when somebody dies, it's actually the conflicting feelings that come when things change. So grief is this amazing opportunity to kind of evaluate your life and see what matters to you. So um, when, you know, the question between women versus men and does it send men on a journey as well? I, I think so, I really do. I think that it may look different, you know? And like, I think, So the power of grief really is that it's this opportunity to reevaluate your priorities and, and kind of get to the core of who you really are and what you truly want. So I I kind of, you know, sorry for lack of a better word, but I kind of, I think of it as like, I don't have any more shits to give. And so like, what am I, what am I going to give my shits to? Am I going to keep going to this job that I hate, or am I going to keep, uh, being in relationship with this person who hurt like continuously hurts me am I gonna like you kind of just have this chance to reevaluate your life and decide what matters most and then you get to proceed in a totally different way if you want to oh yeah right? and so that's what I think grief does is it it gets us down and burns all the shit down and it like has you have a chance to really look at what matters absolutely yeah so Um, Is there anything, you work with a lot of people, I
0: know in a lot of different ways, is there anything that you provide for people, like, daily that can help them working through this kind of daily healthy habits that you might suggest for our listeners?
1: Yeah, so, you know, one of the things I, I think that's so important is just stepping up as the empowered creator of our own lives. So, like, if, I think it's, starting by changing your thoughts. So a lot of times, you know, and one of the most important things in my world is the normalization of feelings. So a healthy habit is a mantra, for example. So I might say like, I am enough just as I am, or my feelings are okay. Even if I'm mad, even if I'm sad, even if I'm heartbroken, even if I'm mad or having a bad day or a bad moment or whatever it is, I am okay. I am enough. And even having just a little mantra like that can really help shift the vibe that you live your life with. Right. And so, like, I really like to normalize people's experience and their feelings because I think that just that alone can change the way they feel about themselves. Um, I know it changes how I feel about myself. And right. so I just constantly reaffirm that it's okay for me to be okay and it's okay for me not to be okay
0: it's almost do you feel like society I don't know if maybe it's you know it's the shows we watch and we're on social media all the time and and people are always showing I mean people show the sad times too but but kind of that artificial happiness maybe that we see it's in our face all the time so we think that we're supposed to be a certain way Mm-hmm. But to realize that we, you know, our feelings are okay, our feelings, like you said, are normal, they're natural, um, our feelings don't always have to seem like they feel great and good and happy, because um, we just have to go through things because we're human. Yeah,
1: exactly. I do think that social media plays a role, but it's also how we look at social media that matters. Like, If we look at social media and we think, oh my God, I am not as fill in the blank thing that somebody else is, then that's on us. Like, where's the owner? Like, we have to take ownership for our experience too, right? So like, we can look at social media and be like, oh, how wonderful that so-and-so went on this great vacation. And, you know, one of the little shifts that I like to say to my clients is replace the word jealousy with inspired. So like, if you're feeling jealous of somebody's vacation, then be inspired by their vacation. Be like, you know what? I probably need a vacation. Like that looks, that looks good to me. Or if you are saying like, wow, they look so in love. Okay. Well then maybe I need to work on my relationship or maybe I need to get out there. Or like, maybe I need to focus energy and attention on this thing that seems to really matter to me. So like we can utilize it as an information gathering tool when we're feeling jealous. Um, We do compare and despair. And so rather than like, I'm going to ban all social media from my life, which is totally fine. You can do that. And if you don't want to, you can just use it as an opportunity to say, what matters to me? Where do I find myself getting all worked up or feeling less than? And then you give yourself that mantra again of I'm enough.
0: So Laura, I used to be as a teacher. I I have children on my own. They're now in their 20s. Um, but something that has always concerned me, and I, I wish that the educational system had supports in some way to help kids. And I think that that um, that that is a topic that's coming up more often. But is how um, children and teenagers how they can better cope and understand feelings um, that they aren't the only ones going through things, um, giving them tools and making them helping them understand that it that is normal to have these ups and downs. Um, Would you like to speak to that at all?
1: Yeah, I would love to speak to that. Um, I've actually been doing a lot of work with schools and um, high school kids and then also with like teachers, counselors, principals. So like this is really like hot for me right now because it's like it feels so important. Um, So I think the most important thing that we can do as adults is lead by example. And what that looks like is acknowledging when we're having a hard time, not hiding it from our children, feeling our feelings and demonstrating that we can move through them. Right. So when we're having a shit day, for example, then being like, I'm just having a really hard day. So I have a five-year-old and I talk to her about everything. So I'm not, I never put it on her. Like I need her to fix me. I make sure it's very clear that I'm okay and I'm having a really hard time right now. So you know, I think it's letting them see that we aren't perfect and that we are also experiencing all of these range of human emotion and that it's temporary and that we can move through it more effectively if we let ourselves feel it rather than suppressing it.
0: So true. Oh my gosh. And now that we're talking about this, I'm just thinking of my own family and how my, my parents and their parents how many times they have hidden feelings like things that people are going through because they didn't want to hurt someone's feelings. They don't want them to worry. You know, someone's very sick. Don't tell everyone that they're sick, that kind
1: of thing. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and that I, is so important to, to, I think that secrecy and suppression are actually part of why our society is where it is right now, because I think that it stemmed from generations of people who suppressed their feelings. And if you think about like, if you have a kettle that's on a very hot fire and you, and it's corked and years and years of corking and pushing down and suppressing, but the fire is still hot, then eventually that kettle is going to explode. And I think what we're seeing with all the suicide and all the school shootings and all the people who are so fucking miserable, pardon my French, is because I'm just really passionate about this, but is an explosion of generations of suppression of feelings. And so if we suppress and we are secret and we don't let it be okay that we have feelings and we make it this, then we have mental illness. We have all this stuff that stems from finally we explode because we have nowhere, to, we don't know what to do with all of our feelings. And so these kids, like the rate for um, depression, like it used to be that the onset of depression typically happened around 29 and a half years old. Um, and in the last, like just in the last decade or maybe to the, the rate of depression the onset of depression is now 14 and a half and Mm -hmm. that's because we start to feel all these feelings when we're 14 years old because we have hormones we're dealing with a lot more social engagement we have a lot more interactions we have a lot of complicated situations Um, our parents are getting divorced people are dying like friends somebody doesn't like you whatever and we're being told oh like don't feel bad and they never get a chance to turn it off because of the social media stuff so like now the onset said this so much earlier because people are feeling like one, they feel super alone and yet, and like, and so disconnected and they have nowhere to go because most of the time they say to their parents, my heart, like they might say for like the first 20 times, like my heart hurts because I miss so-and-so or somebody's being mean to me at school. And our parents say, oh, like, don't worry about that. Get new friends. But the truth is they need to worry about that because that's their life. And right. if we all we all recall like from 14 to 20 is the most painful time when it comes to relationships like you feel so like uh, there's there's just so much vulnerability there in that age group. so essentially like the best thing we can do for our kids is to show them that it's okay to feel feelings and then acknowledge and validate their feelings when they happen so say your kid comes to you and they're like so and so is mean to me at school And you can say, oh man, that sucks. Or that's so hard. Like, oh yeah. Like, do you want a hug? Oh, for sure. And that's it. Not like making it, not trying to fix it. Not like, we can't take their pain away, but we can help them move through their pain more easily.
0: Oh, I like that. So true.
1: Yeah. So like, yeah, it's just acknowledge and validate is the number one tool that I teach in my book. And it's the number one tool I teach to clients. Acknowledge and validate don't try to fix it because they're not broken. They're just trying to figure out life. Yeah. That's great. I like that a lot. What do
0: you do yourself for like your self-care? Do you have some self-care tips that, that you might want to share?
1: Sure. So a lot of, so I actually have like chat multiple chapters about this in my book, like how to have compassion without burnout. Um, so definitely have a chance. If you have a chance, take a look at that just because it'll give you some more tools than I can give you in this few minutes together. Um, so the first thing that I like to think is like, go back, it goes back to mindset. So when I, before I go into a session with a client, before I engage with humans each day, I remind myself that people are whole and not broken and that I don't need to fix them. Yeah. I'm here to support them. And what that does for me is like, I I look at pain, not as, oh my God, I feel so terrible for them, but rather I look at it as this is the person's journey that they're on in this lifetime. And like, this is going to help them grow. And I hope that they can grow from the experience. So that's the mindset I use so that I don't feel terrible about all the terrible things that are happening. Yeah. Cause sometimes I hear terrible stories. I hear like so many stories of heartache and pain. And so if I, and because I'm such a sensitive person, like if I like looked at every person and was like, oh my God, that poor person, like I would literally be a crumble on the floor at the end of every day. But instead, like, I think, wow, this person is on a journey and they're going to get through it just the way they need to get through it. Like however it's supposed to look for them, they're going to go on that path and they're going to go on this journey and I get to support them. And that's wonderful.
0: And like you said at the beginning, it's, it's like, in a way, it's a gift um, down the line. I mean, it's a gift for, you know, they might be able to help others.
1: Totally. Yeah. And they have to choose that, but I hold the vision that they can choose that at some point. Not right now, because right now they're in it. But afterwards, you don't, you know, there's a Marianne Williamson quote that says, teach from the resurrection, not from the crucifixion. Oh, yeah. And so like, I'm not saying like, go help others. You're like, when you're in the midst of your pain, but like once you've moved through your pain and you've gotten support and you've taken action to heal, like, yeah, then you can help other people. So yeah, that's kind of, so that's the first step. And then the other thing is I just try to find ways every day, every week, every month to do things that fill up my tank. So like, if that means going like physical things, like getting my nails done or getting a massage or going to acupuncture um, the, like, I love physical touch. So soaking in a hot tub, like taking hot baths, getting a lot of rest, like doing things that like I know serve my body. So that's one, you know, always just taking care of my physical body, because I know that when my body, everything else feels better. Do you
0: um, ever, do you do anything to protect yourself energetically with kind of with your boundaries do you
1: do anything for that yeah so i use um i so like i go from like pretty like um practical like down to earth and all the way to the woo like the very <laughs> woo um so i i like to like i have like actual boundaries where i'm like really specific with time where like I, I really honor my time boundaries and my technology boundaries where I have like really specific things in place to make sure that I, you know, I have a, an autoresponder on my email, which you probably have seen, um, where it's like, hey, I will get back to you as soon as I can, but it might be a week because I don't do email that well. And so that's a really nice boundary for me to just not have to worry about other people being offended by me or like thinking that I don't care. Right. Um, and then I also like like rose water spray and I like to like cleanse my aura and I like um, I like going to yoga classes and I like om me like doing ohm like I love like tones and vibrations. Nice. Um, So like any, I, am open to literally, literally any and all things. I really like to experiment on what helps me feel full and alive. Um, so yeah, physical stuff, but like also just like setting that mindset, like I am here to support, but like, I'm not going to take on other people's energy. So like, I literally, I used to be a massage therapist, so I would actually like create a physical boundary around myself before I go into like a, a session with somebody just to like honor my own energy as mine and nothing can get through my my barrier that isn't positive
0: that's powerful that's great gosh you do such great work work laura um how could someone work with you or do you want to share also how we could get a hold of you and get a hold of all of your your treats and your books and everything (laughs)
1: totally so, I have a little gift for people. Well, if they're listening, they can go to the thecompassioncodestarterguide.com and that will give them kind of the clip notes to my actual book. Um, so, I know that Laura, you'll put it in the show notes, but thecompassioncodestarterguide.com is just like a 10 page, really quick, easy to get. Um, again, it's kind of like a clip notes. And then obviously, they can go to laurajack.com and check out my book. Um, my book's on Amazon too. So that's really easy. Um, yeah. And working with me, I have a lot of different programs. So I have a program called light after loss that incorporates the grief recovery method with um, my own program, surviving to thriving. I do work with um, compassion in Families and relationship. And then I also have a program called the compassion code Academy. So I have so many different things. I speak at different functions. So if anybody's ever looking for a keynote or team building, Um, I do all that kind of work so everything's on my website laurajack.com that's the best way to find me there's a contact me on there and they can even schedule a time to chat with me if they want so yeah I love I love connecting with people I love hearing people's stories and just like we're all in this together to try to make this world a better place.
0: Thank you so much for sharing time with us today appreciate it so much.
1: Yeah thanks for having me.
0: If you are ready to dedicate 21 days to vibrant and mindful living, take the online course. I personally walk you through the seven energy centers or chakras. If you want more energy and balance in your life, both physically and emotionally, this could be right for you. Balanced energy centers are energy centers with good energy flow. This helps us to move through transitions in our life with grace and ease. Once you go through this course, you will have an empowering toolbox and solid self-care routine. To join and find out when the next course will be, go to laurielashan.com and register or get on the waiting list. Thanks so much for joining us on Coffee and Chi. If you enjoyed this episode, please share.